I'm sorry. Um, extremely sorry. You know, we were hoping for an undefeated season. That was my goal. Something the floor has never done here. But I promise you one thing. A lot of good will come out of this. And you never see someone push the rest of the team as hard as I will push everybody the rest of the season. And you never see a team play harder than we will the rest of the season. Welcome to Black Irish Podcast. Welcome to an all-new episode of Black Irish Podcast with myself, Brennan McCorkle, and Mike is back on Dak Crawford. What's up, buddy? What up, my guy? And you know it, man. Like, yo, Dak's my, I don't know if he's my guy, but he's my guy for this shit. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's more of like your girlfriend. Like, week to week, you can't decide if you want to be with him or not. <laughs> exactly, man. Exactly. It happens week to week, too. And if he comes back and starts losing... Divorce. Time to break up. Bring it up. (laughs) (laughs) Bring it up, man. How you been this week, man? I've been good. I've been good. I had a crazy Sunday. It was a lot of fun. It was a. I was trying to touch them all. Just do a little (laughs) bit of everything, all in one day. Just because I felt like it. And what did that consist of, my Mister Touch Them All? (laughs) (laughs) So Sunday. I've been having this weird things about 11s and 1s lately. Like, 11s been like a, a rotating thing. And uh, so, weirdly, I didn't. So, anyway, I started going by my Sunday by going and doing yoga uh, in the house, doing yoga. And if I can't go to the gym, that's usually I like to do like 15 or 20 minutes. Just it. Just to stretch because I'm old and like as I'm doing it, I can hear my like cartilage popping. <laughs> it's like that's not normal, <laughs> you know. It's like it just—it's like everything know, stretching. Be, Doesn't normally. It might be stretch. healthy for you. It is. It is. So I usually try and do that, and it's good because if I don't go to the gym, I'm still doing something, but it's also not as repetitive as just going in like doing a treadmill and lifting weights. It's like oh, we'll change it up a little bit. So I started with some yoga to just try and like prepare myself for, for the day, clear my head, and stretch it out, basically. And then uh, I got to do one of my favorite things, which is coach, assistant coach on my son's Little League team. And That's got to be fun. It's so much fun. And they had the early game, which is awesome. <laughs> I mean, it How was 7.45, 7.45 start, so we're there at 7.15 okay. to warm up. Um, 10 o'clock my time, that's not bad. Yeah, but it, so it's one of those things where it's like, we used to have t-ball games at eight o'clock, and it was always a disaster because the kids are like mm-hmm. still rolling out of bed. They like some of them are wearing like pajama bottoms with their jersey and cleats. Like it's just it's a hot mess. Nobody can listen or focus. Oh, Everybody's hungry. It's just it's it's wild. And then like by the last inning, by like nine o'clock, they're like running on all cylinders, and all the adults are like, "Oh my gosh, I just I need a nap after this. That was exhausting." But the older kids are a little bit better. Like, <laughs> usually about 8.30 games are their pocket. Get there at 8. You know, they had time to kind of wake up at normal school schedule type of deal. So this was a little early. But 
you know, being warming up at like 7.15, they're usually getting ready for school at that time. So it's kind of like, it's all right. He's he's in, uh, they're from like 7 to 10-year-olds in his division. Um, okay. So had a fun little game. That's always nice. Then I just jammed home, showered, and uh, I was going down to hang out with the homie Jeff, who was filled in for you before, and... And said okay. he wants to come back on with or without you. And I'm like, ooh, is there a little <laughs> spiciness there? Like, uh, you, you avoiding Mike or I don't know. But either way, so on the way down <laughs> to see him, because he's in Long Beach. So on the way down to go see him, because we talk back and forth. He, he has a uh, gambling, whatever, I don't know what it is, podcast or article website. He, you know, submits his shit through its OutKick. So check that out. But anyway, so I was going to just watch football and golf and gamble on games and shit. Just good old-fashioned American fun. So on the way down there, I stopped at the best white boy taco spot, Tito's Tacos. Did you ever have Tito's when you were out here? Probably not. No. You're not. Street tacos only, man. Well, you can't say that, though, because you haven't had a Tito's taco. But you also don't do cheese, and Tito's tacos with cheese are the best. Yeah, no cheese for your boy. Because it's just straight up shredded meat, lettuce, and like like shark cheddar right on the top. <laughs> Hard shell taco. But it's like, it's just, they open mm-hmm. at 11. I got there gonna work for me. at 11, and I was 19th in line. That's how good these tacos are. But they're also so good that all they do is crank out tacos. So I was like a seven-minute wait. To get my order, it was not a big deal. It's pretty rad. Nineteenth and seven minutes, they really cranking out some tacos, bro. Because that's like they—that's ninety percent of what they do. So they have it down to a science. They even have a security guard that is the to-go order like manager. That's how efficient they are with their system. A security guard that doubles as a to-go order manager. That is correct. They better be paying them double, too. No, nope, it was just some older Mexican lady. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse Cinco! I'm like, all right. Like 16, <laughs> three more to go. Uh, so, yeah, so I grabbed tacos, went down, hung out, watched some ball. Uh, did okay, didn't do great. I just barely missed my two golfers that I picked after round two were uh, Cantley and Naismith, and they both finished second. They tied for second. <laughs> second place. Uh, and then the Jaguars just sucked it up, which I had them kind of all over the place in my parlays and stink, stuff. So stink, stink boy. That didn't go as well, but it was always fun to hang, you know, just to hang and watch football is casual. I appreciate casual. So then I was like, all right. Then I had a set. It was actually my first paying gig as a comic a charity gig in North Hollywood. So then I was like, all right, I got to go from Long Beach to North Hollywood. I got a couple hours. No big deal. I'll change in the parking lot, write my set. So I do that. <laughs> Cause I have basically like, I have some jokes that I've been working on and stuff or like little bits. And then I'm like, okay, okay I just don't know how I want to, which ones I want to do. You know, I got how, how am I going to piece this together to get 10 minutes basically? Cause I'm one of those, Everybody does comedy different, and I'm one of those dudes that I've just learned that I 
do best, same as in school. Like I cram for a test. If I don't, if I do it any other way, I overthink it. And then I try and remember shit out of place. And then it throws me and I'm like, no, you know what? Just get, get in it. Know what you're going to do about an hour before and then practice it up until, you know, get ready for it up until you go. So then that being said, I do that quick parking lot change, kind of take like 15 minutes to run through my set. I'm like, all right, hit the road. It takes me two hours (laughs) to go from Long Beach to North Hollywood. And it was like, I was texting the dude, messaging him, the host. I was like, dude, I'm so sorry, but like, I'm going to be late. And I text him at, I messaged him, I want to say at like 520 the gig's at 6.30, and I had already been on the road for an hour. And I was like, hey, just so you know, my arrival time says 6.10. Really sorry, but I'll get there soon, you know, as soon as I can. Because we we're supposed to be there at 6 just to kind of, you know, check in, go over everything, pre-show production, whatever. And then, uh, which sounds like a lot. It's not. He's just like, hey, you're going up 6th. You know, like, that's, that's the extent of it, really. <laughs> but... You know, he had asked us to be there at six, and I always like to be punctual if possible. So, uh, so anyway, then I'm I'm driving, and it's five fifty, and I'm like, I am not fifteen to twenty minutes away. So I just I was like, I wasn't able to think about my set because I was stressing out about letting this dude down and not doing what I said I was gonna do. I hate doing that. So I was like, I messaged him again. I was like, listen, arrival time keeps climbing. I'll just get there when I get there, but it'll be as soon as possible, you know, and just kind of like let it go and then started driving, listening to music, kind of going over, you know, just getting loose. So then I got there and it was nice because I had a couple of buddies came out. My aunt came out. My cousin came out. You know, her husband came out. So it was it was a lot of had some familiar faces in the crowd. That was nice. You know, especially (laughs) it's like, you know, people have been kind of asking me like, Hey, we want to go see you. And I'm like, not really. You may think you want to see me, but you don't really want to see me. Like, I'm still working this shit out, man. It's not not been very long yet. <laughs> so I was like, but if you want to, yeah, more, more than welcome to. But, you know, don't expect much yet, basically. <laughs> but it went good. Had a lot of fun. It's just, I just love doing it. And so... Being in a room full of people that were there ready to laugh is a bit different than, you know, at doing all these different open mics. So there's just an extra level of fun um, that was that was evolved in that. So that was cool. And that was like, all right, did that. Then it was time to change. Did another wardrobe change. Where are you going now after you did a set? I went to Guar. <laughs> what is Guar? Man? So Guar is Gwar? basically their intergalactic heroes, and I don't know why more people don't know about them, but they've been fighting an intergalactic war for quite some time, and they're, uh, you know, they rock. So they put on a hell of a show. Okay, but it's one of those there things where I've wanted to see Guar. I, I can't place it because I don't really remember, but I want to say it's roughly around 30 years, maybe like 27 to 30 years I've wanted to see Guar. Like, I've just been like, Guar's awesome. Let's do Guar. Never thought I was ever going to come around to it. That was the ultimate prize in the Beavis and Butthead video game on Sega was you would, 
the whole time you were getting pieces of tickets to a Guar concert, and then you got to go in at the end. That was the big winning the game. So that had an extra layer of like, oh, Guar is awesome. Even Beavis and Butthead like Guar. So I go meet up with uh, my buddy Gonzo, who's a huge metalhead, fantastic comic. And he's gone to Guar. His birthday's right around mine, which is in a couple of weeks. And so, like, every year for his birthday, when Guar's in town, he goes to the show. So, okay. it was like, oh, sweet. Get to go with somebody who's, like, a huge fan, too. So, we got to go together. He's just as crazy as I am. It's like, we get in there. You know, he gets a beer. I get a water. We kind of both chug our drinks. And then it's like, okay, time to go in the pit. And then we just, like, went in the pit for a couple of minutes. And then got up to the front of the stage and pretty much stayed there for the most of the time. But meanwhile, all the while, you know, kind of going in and out of the pit, which I was kind of nervous about, to be honest. I was like, man, I don't know if these old. Bones what is the pit? Like, what do you mean by the pit? Like a mosh What's pit? What's going on in the pit? Oh, there's a. So you were in the middle of a mosh pit? At the Guar concert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know who Guar is, but. It's, it's metal. Okay. So you're in a mosh pit at a heavy metal concert. Are you okay? You said I don't know if Guar is okay? considered heavy metal, but I don't know what their classification is. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It okay, was, a, I was in the pit at a rock show that's usually probably more aggressive than your uh, James Taylor concert orchestra pit. Sounds pretty Sounds pretty aggressive. So It was a little okay? bit, but there's also a way to maneuver around the pit. And uh, luckily, I'm a big dude, but I wasn't, all, you know, it was like, it, I've just been in pits for many years. So there's a way to do it, and it's like if somebody falls down, you pick them up immediately. Like you don't just trample them, you pick them up. There's certain pits, mind you, where you know what you're getting into. Like stay out of a suicidal tendencies pit unless you're willing to be one of the people that gets trampled because they will do that. You know what I mean? Like it's just one of the things that go with it. But normally... You're in a pit. If you're at a punk show, it usually goes in a circle. There's usually a couple of big dudes in the middle that just like pushing people or whatever. Let them be big. Nobody cares. And then everybody kind of goes around him and aggressively dances. Like aggressively. Throwing elbows and whatever and hopefully it doesn't hit anybody. But if you do, you're just kind of knocking into people. Not a big deal. It's fun to be in the chaos. But at like a metal that show. That sound fun to me. It is. For me. I love it. But for a metal show, it's more of aggressively bouncing around. You know, there's no movement, you know, to it. It's just a circle of chaos. But still, if somebody hits the floor, you get up. But basically, it's like, as long as you're not, like, eyeballing somebody and going after them, because if you do that and somebody catches you do that, you're probably going to get knocked down in the back. Like, you know, elbow to the back, knock you down like, hey, man, don't go after people. That's not what we do here. So if you go after somebody, you know, it's self-regulated for the most part. But other than that, it's just kind of put your head down and a lot of people go chaos. I keep my head up because I don't like getting hit from if I can't see it. So I keep, I'm one of the few <laughs> that keep my head up and I just, you know... Anybody that's about to hit me, I just hit him first. That's how I pit a little bit while I'm moving around. It's fun. Doesn't sound like my cup of tea. Hope you have fun, though. <laughs> I did. And then all the while, you're getting sprayed with, like, all these different 
liquids and colors and they're doing all these different things on stage and it's totally your cup of tea, Mike. No, it's no, pretty no, much no, exactly no. your type of deal. They rip their heads off and blood squirts all over. It was in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, no, that's absolutely disgusting. They got green cum that goes on everybody. What? Green cum? That sounds <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> it's not really. That sounds, <laughs> that sounds absolutely disgusting. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I wasn't sure if I was going to share that part, but you looked like you were ready for it. Yeah, so you're just covered in all this liquid, and meanwhile, it's just, oh, the thing I forgot about mosh pits, though. It's been a long time since I've been in So you're covered in random liquids. Yeah. So when you went home, what, can I ask you what Dallas said? Uh, she basically, when she was going to bed, she was just like, hey, I love you. Hope you had a good day. Please make sure you shower when you get home. I think that goes without <laughs> saying. <laughs> So I, when I got home, I just walked in and like, I made sure I washed my hands as best I could. But I had washed them at the the place I went after the Guar concert like a few times, and then like just kind of like tapped her on the foot, like, "Hey, I'm home," and then just went and showered. <laughs> okay, so she never saw you looking like a complete. No, but I took plenty of pictures. Liquid, I put them up on Instagram. Cum. I'm talking about like. She didn't have to see it in person. No, she didn't have to see it in person. Looking like a liquid-covered mess. But people at Liquid Zoo did see me like that. But the thing I forgot about pits was as soon as I went to go in, I was like, oh, I just got punched in the face with B.O. And it's the worst B.O. It's because it's all the scummiest, nastiest people at a guar show. Heavy metal people that don't shower. And then they're just rubbing all over each other and sweating. I was like, "Oh, I forgot about that yep. part." It took it, it took Not me my cup of tea. half a song to like rhythmically breathe, figure out how to breathe and not inhale a bunch of it. And I was like, "Okay, I got my breathing down. Now I can enjoy the rest of the show up here because I can kind of like filter that out now." But I forgot about it. It was like, "Oh God, yeah, you motherfuckers are nasty." <laughs> Absolutely not. I'm not just bouncing around with a whole bunch of dudes that stink and uh, get the punch in my chicks. face for free. Everybody, everybody is a little bit of crowd surfing. It was a gay old time. So we did that. I'm covered in blood and cum. Get in the car. I just put stuff. I put. I ripped open like plastic grocery bags and lined the seat because I wanted to be covered in guar. Because I was going back <laughs> home after that. I was going to Liquid Zoo, which is where it's like my, you know. My home away from home, that's that's where I like to do my stand-up comedy the most. It's like, it's Ryan Talmo hosts it. He's the best damn host in the Valley. He's always been very cool to me, and that's one of the harder spots, but it's also kind of like the, the ser- people who are serious about it will still go to that open mic because it sucks so bad sometimes, and it's like, You leave there just like, what am I doing? Where am I in life? (laughs) I don't because I know what I'm doing and I know where I'm going on purpose. But it's like, those people are dedicated, the ones that go to Liquid Zoo for open mic. So I love that place. And it's always on my way home from wherever I am anyway. And they're always running till 2 a.m. God bless Ryan Talmo. So that's just where I always end up on Sundays. Because it's always running on Sunday nights. It's not in the best neighborhood, but... I show up there in my guar, and everybody's just like, what the fuck? 
are you doing? I'm like, I'm here to do comedy, obviously. They're like, obviously, question mark? I don't know. But it ended up being a great time. You know, people appreciated that I was still there doing my thing as usual and just having fun with it, goofing around. Because I already did my serious set for the night, like the one I really, really cared about. So I was able to be a little more free. I still very much care about every time I'm behind a mic. Like, I'm trying to get better no matter what. But I was trying to, you know, get better at having fun with just, look at me. Isn't this silly? You know what I mean? So... That was a lot of fun. Crazy. So that was one one hell of a Sunday, and it was for the books. And the reason why the the ones and elevens thing came up was because I didn't realize until I got home after this entire day, I my shirt is ninety eight percent red with a couple of white spots on it. My jeans are soaked. And then I go down and I go to take off my chucks. And I was like, I put, I have like three different pairs of black chucks. I just always have had a pair for the last 20 years. And so I go to, I, before I left, I put on a pair that I thought were just throwaway chucks, like old ones. But I go to take them off and I realize they're actually my wedding chucks. The ones you that, my wedding chucks. So for my wedding, I wore black Converse All-Stars. And that was also our present to all my groomsmen was they all got black chucks and they wore those. Those were the wedding shoes. So that was their present and the wedding shoes. And what we did was we had uh, these little shamrocks with the date that we were married, 10-9-2011, on, you know, the patches put on the shoes. So, or 9-9-11, sorry, 9-9-11. So then fast forward to <laughs> oh, fast man, forward that is to, not gonna go well. Oh whatever. I know when I was fucking married. It was a while ago. Hey, you can say all you want now, bro. The <laughs> point is it that? tied back into in my mind, it tied back into 10 9 22 because I was like, oh, this is this is another big day. Like this is all the things that I'm working towards in the future. And it's one month and 11 years after, and I just happened to wear these shoes. So that one eleven came back up in a weird roundabout way at the end. And it was like, oh, okay. Like on that day, we were projecting what we were working towards for the future. And then on this day, a month and 11 years later, there was a similar feeling of like, this is what I'm going to do moving forward in my life. And I didn't realize it until the end of the day. That kind of shit, I I enjoy indulging those little thoughts. That's just something I do. You seem like a very more practical man. I mean, I get it. This was up. I like that you uh, at least think about shit like that, you know? You're a practical man. I think I'm a girly man. Do you think I'm a girly man? You're a girly man? Yeah. You're probably Metro. What? Okay. What does Metro even mean, by the way? I don't know why I just did that voice if I don't even understand. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Metro is, you know, a girly man. Like, you probably take care of your skin, look in the mirror four times a day. You know, like, it's okay, though. It'll be like... Well, that's funny, because those are the things I don't do. I thought being Metro was like, like, acting flamboyant, but being straight. No. Well, then I guess we're both confused. 
I don't know. It just it kind of threw me for a loop because today I went to the gym. This morning I went to the gym, and a girl held the door for me. But it wasn't like, hey, I opened the door and saw you. It was like, hey, I opened the door. You're at that door walking purgatory spot where most people like oh, oh, speed up their pace for like three steps to like thanks for catching the door and i'm like i'm just gonna keep my pace you decided to stop you know i'm not i'm not gonna change my routine for you but it was like i took like four steps and then she didn't allow me room to like catch the door she like was holding the door for me and i was like oh man I don't know how to feel about this. No, she just looked like a a substitute teacher that had the day off. And I was just like, damn. (laughs) What? (laughs) Do I look like I can't open this door? (laughs) Shit. Oh, man. She she looked like a substitute teacher who had the day off. (laughs) I just, you know, I don't know how to feel about that. I would feel absolutely fine about it because women hold the door for me all the time. Well, that's don't worry, they're gonna if they're gonna stand there and hold it, I'm gonna let them. Well, that's just because they don't want you walking women, behind them. But there's also <laughs> women who <laughs> there's also women who uh, will literally stand at the door and wait for you to open it. Like I've had that happen to me multiple times where women just stand there and looks at the door, and wait for me to open it. I'm like, I don't even Are you know. with this woman? No. Oh. I would specifically like open it the minimum for me to slide in and then just walk in. What are you crazy just standing out there? What are you, the queen? I mean, she not ain't like she like standing for a long time. But say it was a situation. I mean, well, this is always the situation. It's happened about three times. We're like we're walking and say I'm about four strides behind her. Yeah. So she gets there before me, but she sees that I'm coming. I've had it happen at least three times. A woman just stands there waiting for me to open the door for her. Why didn't she open the door for you? I've had women open the door for me, too. Probably because you're not a girly man like me. I don't know. I think... And so she was kind of hot about that. That's her problem. (laughs) Yeah, but I just walked to a different door. I saw her standing there waiting for me to open it. I I walked to a different door. That's yeah. I only did it once out of the three times. The other two times I just walked up and opened the door. It's not that big of a deal. But I'm like, did you walk in first? No, I didn't walk in first. I never walk in first. No, you got to walk in first and then do the back hold. Like here, it's still open (laughs) for you. Like, come on, I'm not courting you. No, because I'll be like touching doors with like napkins and stuff. So I need a handle, bro. I still live by the COVID laws. I wear a mask. I do all that. No one else wears a mask. I go out. I'm literally the only person with a mask. And I'm like, yo, y'all are back to regular life. Yeah, I think that's one of those things where we just kind of accept it like the flu. Like, just like the flu, it killed off the people it was supposed to kill off in the beginning. Sorry for your loss, anybody. But, you know, that's what happens when bacteria infiltrates people. People die. And so then the wave of that happened, and then it's now it's like, okay, like if you're sick, don't go around people. Well, you do that with the flu anyway. They tell you to do that with a cold, so now it's just the same thing. So it's like, now we just have a way to test. Like, you can't test for the flu. You could do your home things, like get your temperature, I'm throwing up, I'm nauseous, I'm green or pink or yellow or whatever color you turn when you get sick. Like, those are all guessing what you got. And then you can maybe go to the doctor and he's like, yeah, you have influenza. Or 
Now we just have something where we actually have a test for this thing that we know we're gonna be sick for a few days. Okay. Why can't we just accept that it's actually a good thing? <laughs> huh? Why doesn't anybody look at the glass half full? Why doesn't anybody look at the 19 part of the COVID? You know what I'm saying? Just saying. <laughs> hey, brother. <laughs> My brain doesn't work all the time. It started. That's it. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, yeah, we did lose quite a few people to the COVID. Well, you know um, what I lost at the gym, too? My phone. Look at this. Oh. And turn it off. It got cracked because some dude, I was just doing these little pulleys for like your triceps, the rope pulley things. And then some dude was attached to the same machine, but on another side. And I don't know if he like dropped his weights too hard, like dickheads do. Like, ooh, everybody look at how much I did. Or if it was like he accidentally like kicked because he was doing something too hard. But a weight bar like fell off the apparatus and fell straight down on my phone and cracked my phone. And I kind of <laughs> didn't really know what happened. I was just like, like finished my thing. Cause I was like, it already fell. What's the point of me stopping? Let me finish my set. And I was like, all right, what the hell happened? And he's, I was just kind of like, I wasn't sure if he was the one that did it or not, but I definitely knew that it came from that corner. I was like, okay, that was weird. So I, like, pick up the bar, maneuver it out, and, like, move it to the side. And then this dude gets up and, like, walks the complete other side of the gym. I'm like, uh, you you couldn't just say sorry? Like, I'm not going to take it out on your shit. Like, I'm not going to try and charge you for my phone. It has insurance on it. But you can't just be like, oh, sorry, dude. Accident. Like, well, you should have a screen protect on this. Eh? I do. And it went through that. That's how hard this thing fell. That's what I'm Ooh. saying. Your screen protect is trash. I ran mine over with a car and my phone wasn't crap. A car, my friend. Well, listen, dude. That's also because it's even weight mm -hmm. distribution. Can I tell you a little story? No, because the screen protector was complete trash. Yeah. But the actual screen of the phone, perfect condition. I'm still going <laughs> to tell you a story. So my dad's a glazer. <laughs> I used to be a glazer. Glazer is somebody who installs glass. Now, when you go into your favorite retail store, they usually have the metal door with a glass insert. Okay? So there's aluminum that's usually about 4 to 10 inches on the top and then 10 inches on the bottom. And the sides are just connected however wide those are. So there was one door that wouldn't shut properly because it was tweaked. So somebody got the brilliant idea to take the glass out, take the handles off, run it over with the truck evenly, and guess what? It worked. They straightened out the door by running it over. Just They put the same amount of pressure, ran it straight over, and they straightened out the door. Cleaned it up, put the glass in. Bob's your uncle. Actually, he's my wife's uncle. There you go. Good job for them. And using their smarts because they're intelligent. They learned that in school. Yeah, but then also the same set of goons once couldn't get up to measure glass on like a high-rise building, so they measured the reflection on the ground and ordered a piece of glass off of that. So, and, you know, sometimes being an idiot works, sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that is completely the opposite side of the spectrum. Oh, shit. And the car that ran over my phone? Yeah. My own car. Oh, I kind of assumed <laughs> that. 
How <laughs> fucking dumb was I? You want to know how of- I knew that it was not in the car? When the Bluetooth started to go off. So I realized, <laughs> oh shit, my phone's no longer in here. Where the hell are you? Did you reverse over it? No, no, no. I drove over. Drove I was over. driving okay. away. Yeah, no, no. I, I was just curious as to. It was just going to be left on the ground if I didn't have it connected to Bluetooth, my friend. Oh, how funny. That's how I always Technology. know that I left my phone by a piece of gym equipment. Is my Bluetooth starts cutting out. I was like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Good thing. <laughs> Where's my shit? Oh, speaking of people losing their shit, what's up with Draymond Green? How do you feel about this giant pile of garbage these days? Uh, I feel like he's a punk for that. I feel like it was a sucker punch. That's just me. And not a sucker punch in the sense of he he punched him off guard. The sense of he wasn't expecting you to punch him. Yeah. Like you, are, you all are teammates. He's not expecting you to punch him. One reason why he pushed you because you ran into his space. Yeah, like so for those who don't know, Draymond Green uh, punched Jordan Poole, one of his teammates at practice. And basically, I, I watched the clip of it. Basically, it's like, Draymond's on on a corner of the court and Jordan Poole's on the other and they're kind of like off the court on the sidelines, if you will. And then, you know, they're just bracking off to each other. And then Draymond doesn't like something. Jordan says, walks up to him and Jordan and like gets into his face for a good second and, you know, aggressively like nose to nose. And Jordan Poole's like, get the fuck out of my, like, don't you get like, you're not allowed in my space, like pushes him off like that. Like one of those, I'm not trying to shove you down, but I'm trying to shove you back. Like, so, you know, get you back three feet. And then Draymond just does this, like, it's one of those things where it's the Ron Artest switch. It takes a half a second for him to go, huh? Like, did you just do that? And then whack. You know what I mean? Like, it's a reaction thing. And it's like, okay, at what point? Do you just accept the role of the villain? Stop saying you're the fucking sweetest guy, misunderstood. No, you're not. No, you're not. You know when everybody started loving Ron Artest when he's like, yeah, I used to be a piece of shit. What do you expect? And everybody's like, yeah, <laughs> we love Ron. He knows who he is. But then Ron Draymond. knew who he was. I'll tell you what, man. Draymond Green is going to be the downfall of Steph Curry's legacy. Because he's going to keep his little buddy by his side, and he's always going to be on the teams with that guy. And no, he's no, not... Draymond's done. After this season, he's done. They're not re-signing Draymond. Draymond's but he's already been an issue for so many years that you know yeah. he's cost Steph a title. I know he's won him a couple. He's also lost him at least one. At, at least one. So, you know... I agree. It, that being said, had Draymond never been there and they just had somebody else in that position... You know, who knows? Maybe guarantee. maybe Steph has five. Maybe, or maybe he doesn't have any. Or Draymond maybe he doesn't int- have any. That's the other argument. Draymond is a very integral part in the offense that they decided to run. Now, are there other people that can do what Draymond did? Yeah. Sure. But it ain't a lot. Right. It's a, it's a handful. A very selfless, defensive-minded guy was willing to accept that role and they'll do play, be able to play. But that's the thing. is like if you want to be Rodman... Accept the role. Be the bad guy. Don't say that you're misunderstood. I'm so sick of that bullshit. You can't punch people in the face and just be like, hey, man, nobody gets me. Yeah, we get you. You're a punk. Just embrace it. Be the bad guy. Hey, sometimes everybody, every story needs a bad guy. Why not? 
You know what I'm saying? Everybody already doesn't like him. Turn it into a good I, thing. I know I don't now because I don't, I don't like the way he punched on dude. Even though dude shouldn't have pushed him, I get it. But like he punched on somebody who wasn't ready for fight, ready to fight. Like at our age, sneaking people, I'm not okay with. Like be make sure somebody and a teammate. At that, like that's you what know? I'm saying. That's why. That's like, exactly why he. This isn't the malice in the palace where they're fighting, you know, the other team and everybody. No, no, no. This is you're at practice and you punched somebody that's you know you can't pass to because you don't do that. But you know what I mean? Like they got your back on the court. What the fuck? <laughs> well, that's the one thing he actually does decently. He passes. He just can't shoot. But the, here's the thing: is he, you know, the thing about him getting in somebody's face is. He has the ego that he thinks he can do that. We would never be able to play on the team, same team again, and we would literally have to fight every day. We're no, that would go on twice, game. and then somebody just wouldn't. Where's uh, Where's Draymond today? I don't know. I don't think he's showing up anymore, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somebody will come up with him. Probably so. I ain't going to lie to you because, yeah, man, like you ain't. No, no, hell no. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah, just, I'm, not, I'm not for that. I, but so. I wish them the best with that. I don't know how their season's going to work out, but that's bullshit. All right. So let's run through. Okay. We just got a bunch of pickums. We'll run through. And we're going to vary from uh, whatever, association to association. So we'll start with Major League Baseball playoffs. Okay. By the time we're this is all coming out, it'll be Thursday the 13th. There'll be... Some games that are two games in. Most of them are just one game in. Uh, the Phillies and the Braves. Who do you think the Braves come back in this series? And I do, but if they get to play today, it's been, well, we're recording this on Tuesday. I'm sorry I just gave that away. But, yeah, it's been rained out, bro. So It's oh, Wednesday, delayed, by the way. Right oh, they're delayed. I do. <laughs> <laughs> And by the way, this is yeah. going to come out after, so you're not, like, spoiling anything for anybody. Gotcha, yeah. But, yeah, the game's delayed right now. But, yeah, I think I think the, I think the Braves going to come back. I actually think the Braves going to go back to back. Maybe. I don't know. I don't think so. Oh, but yeah, I've been think... on the Dodgers, but it's scaring me now. Like, the playoffs are here, and mm-hmm. they, don't have the, they don't have the dogs, the pitchers. They don't have the pitchers. Like, they don't have no. I mean, they, they dinged up uh, – Clevinger or whatever his name is from San Diego in game one, but um, oh, they own San Diego. I think the Braves in two years, either next year or the year after, are gonna win like three out of four. Like they're gonna go on a, a run like they did in the nineties, because they've just slowly but surely, very quietly, been signing all of their young stars <laughs> to like five year seven-year, ten-year deals. deals. And so they're going to have, like, six of their skill position players for the next five years at least, and then, like, three of their pitchers for at least four. Like, they're just slowly but surely building a dynasty, and nobody's paying enough attention because you got people jacking home runs, and you got the Dodgers winning 111 games. It's yes. The Braves are going to be sneaky over the next few years. No, I think they. I, I actually think sneakily because of the Mets losing. I honestly thought the Mets were winning. Honestly. Yeah, I thought but they had a good I shot. I told you. What did I tell you? I told you. Scherzer always gives up game. the one. 
<laughs> he always has the one. And in a three-game series, it's tough because he always has that one. If you can hit, and the thing about when they won with the Nationals, he had his one, and the Nationals hit him through it. Yeah, exactly. If you can hit him through it, then it's different. But he always has the one. And I knew once I saw him move, I was like, the Grom's going to win. But who yeah. the hell are y'all throwing in game Well, that three? was the thing is after Scherzer got popped, it was like, okay, if he gets the mound again, then it's game over. But, yeah, but he's never if he doesn't get the mound again in a three game series, he doesn't get that chance. See, in a seven game series, you know he's coming back. Right. You know right. But and if then, the Mets, yeah, because if, if the he, Mets win that third game, you don't want to see Scherzer again for the playoffs. And yeah, that, that person but he faces he didn't in game get that one, chance. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's mowing down. Like he, the Braves in that game one would have been a problem. He would have been mowing dudes left and right. Yeah, and then you got then you're like, oh god, at least that's over. And then Degrom comes next, and you're like, what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> that's why they only have to put up two or three runs a game. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if they the, don't hold it down, that's, that's when they the get thing popped. with the Braves. The Braves got two top of the line starters, so it's going. The Braves are going to be tough. Yeah, so Braves and Dodgers, I think, to a championship. I think we the can Phillies settle. lineup, I don't know if we've been paying attention, but the Phillies lineup is pretty low. It's pretty good. Like, the Phillies are a hit. Like, that's how they got here. They're and Bryce Harper it. was out for a good portion of the year, so the yeah, Phillies kind of like went under the radar. A young guy that are raking, I didn't even know Cassianos, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're decent, <laughs> but I think it's going to be Braves and Dodgers. I do think now the Dodgers will overcome and go to the World Series. Um how do you feel about the Astros Mariners? Game one ended in a wild fashion. Oh, man. We all we all knew what this was coming to. This is coming to Astros Yankees. We all knew. And then who do you pick? We hit it. Who do you have? Astros own them in the regular season, so I'm gonna stick with that. But um, if Garrett Cole can pitch like he did yesterday, they got a chance. They got a chance. So who do you think's in the World Series now that it's a little further flushed out? World Series. I just I'm, I'm gonna go Brave Astros. Ooh. I just don't think Dodgers have the pitchers. As much as I've been on them all season, I won't be surprised if they win it because you know I think they're fucking loaded. Yeah, it's... but they don't have horses, man. Yeah, I I think like when the playoffs come, you got to have some horses, man. And with Kershaw not being a horse horse anymore, and having to face DHs now, you need horses. Like number Brewer not being there is like I thought he would be there this time of year. I thought he was coming back and gonna be healthy. No, no Bueller. It's going to be tough. No Bueller, no Bauer. That's what they were <laughs> yeah. expecting, and they don't have them. Imagine next year, though. They'll have both of them. <laughs> You're going to have to watch out. But, yeah, I will say that uh, you're kicking the mic a lot, I think. Um, I'm not I, touching the mic. Well, your feet. Something. Oh, shucky. That's a crack crack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right. So, who do you think wins the World Series? I just told you. I think the Braves are going to take it. Okay. All right. I just want to make yeah, sure because you're kind of like got... going back to back. All right. Back to all back. Oh, yeah. I've been on the Dodgers, so I'm not going to sound like I'm not going to say. Listen, like, I'd be oh, happy. I've been on the Braves all year. I'd be happy if the Dodgers never even made it to the World Series because I do I not want to hear all this bullshit if it's Dodgers Astros again. I don't want to hear it. I, I can't hear it anymore. It's going to make me hate the Dodgers even more than ever if all these people are bitching about, how do we know they didn't start cheating now? And all of that garbage. I can't. I can't. I can't. Take fastballs to the head. No. Stop it. 
<laughs> I can't have that anymore. That being said, I hope the Astros win the whole fucking thing. Astros all the way. You got the Strohs? Yes. I wouldn't be mad at the Strohs one because the guy, uh, Mattress Mac, would win some money. He makes big bets on the Strohs every year. So shout out to Mattress Mac. Yeah, I'm always go. rooting for a gambler. All right. Let's transition to college football. Let's run through the ranked versus ranked games. Just give me your pick and I'll give you mine. Uh, first, we have number 10, Penn State, versus number 5, Michigan. Michigan is giving up 7. I'm taking the 7. Okay, so you think Michigan blows them out? I think they beat them by at least 17. Okay. I don't think Penn State's that good. Yeah, I think Michigan covers, but not by much. Uh, number 3, Bama, versus number 6, Tennessee. Tennessee is getting 7.5. Upset of the week. I put your money on the Vols. Take the points, though. They might win outright. Take the points. Okay. See, I was gonna say take the points. I like the. I like that half point. That half point means a lot to me. So, I I like Tennessee plus seven and a half as well. I think Bama still wins. Yeah. Uh, number four, Oklahoma State versus number thirteen, TCU. TCU is favored by four points. Give me TCU. I don't know about the points though. Yeah, yeah, give me the points. I'll take the four. I'll take the four. I'll take the negative four. See, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, but a close one. So I think that Okie State loses a close one, and four points will cover it. So we're opposites on those. Uh, 15, NC State versus 16, Syracuse. Syracuse is minus three and a half. I'm going to take NC State with the points, but I think they're going to flat out win. Okay. Yeah, I, I pick right. NC State to win. Uh, number six, 16. Nope. That's wrong. Whatever Mississippi State's ranked, 13. Versus Kentucky, 22. <laughs> uh, Kentucky is getting four points. Uh, I don't like the four points. Mississippi State is. Pretty good, but I think I don't think Kentucky is that good. I don't, I don't yeah, I'm not. I don't respect Kentucky. I, me neither. I respect Duke. I don't respect Kentucky. Does that make sense? And Will and Will Levis is out, which is even more of a problem. Well, yeah, I, I like Mississippi State. Yeah, to I'm cover that. that, I think they win by you know seven, ten, something like that, um, or if not more. And then here's one that I'm really interested in. Number seven USC versus number twenty Utah. Utah is minus three and a half. I'll take USC. Me too. But why is Utah at home so scary to all these because, everybody? Well, I mean, home team usually gets three points, so the point. So yeah, really, but Utah has two losses, side. and USC is undefeated. Yeah, but they still have the Willingham as the coach. Their defense is always pretty good, and, D- and USC hasn't looked dominant. No, they the haven't. Couple they hours. did the no. It's like yeah. the first two weeks. It was like, oh shit, here we go, oh, and then shit. it was like yeah. stall. Like everybody caught yeah. up to them real quick. These last two outings, they haven't looked as dominant. But you know, that's that's the Clint Kingsbury. Uh, what's the boy's name? Who's their coach? That's their motto. They start Lincoln off. Riley. They always start off hot. Uh, Lincoln Riley, you know. They start off hot, man. It usually cools off. So, all right. Um, but they'll have a chance. USC has the talent, so we'll see. 
I don't know how good that defense really is. We're going to find out versus Utah. All right, so let's transition to the NFL quickly. Uh, two and Dak are throwing, but they're not playing. So what's the deal here? Well, there's no guarantee that Dak isn't playing. I can't speak for two. Well, I just read that Cooper Rush is to start this week. You read Cooper Rush is likely to start. I read yeah. the story too. Okay, well, that's what I'm asking. That's, that's, what, that's what I proposed, Mike, is they're throwing but not playing. What does that mean? Feel that free that if he to can zip the ball as he needs you. to be able to zip the ball on Friday, you'll hear nothing. There'll be a new story out. Okay, right but how now, do you feel just as he a, can grip it doesn't mean he can zip it. But it's how two do different things. I get that? But how do you feel as a Cowboys fan? Do you want him when he just barely feels like he can do it to get in there, or do you want to stick with Cooper Rush? No, until he I feels better. With Cooper Rush until Dak is 100% healthy. But at first, I was. Play Cooper Rush at all costs. After seeing him Sunday in what was the first of a big game, which we'll have many of because of how it led up to it, it ended up turning out to be much not much of a big game because we took off early on him. But, like, he, this is his opportunity. He's earned the right to play this game. I'll, I'll give him that. He earned the right to be to see for people to see what he looks like on this stage in this type of game and this type of environment. You've earned that right. But come next week versus the Detroit Lions, if Dak that's is Dak's warm up game, that's his that's his comeback game. <laughs> Getting the buddy, buddy, game. old pal, you're gonna find yourself a bitch unless you do something spectacular against these Eagles because you can't. We can't win with a hundred yard passing. Like we're, we're we have Super Bowl expectations. Yeah, he was like nine for fifteen with fifty nine yards <laughs> yeah, at some point. I'm like, ooh, okay. Yeah, All right, so let's move into week six picks. I just picked a few games that I found interesting. Uh, I'm going to start with Jets versus Packers, minus seven and a half. Give me the Jets. I, that's my upset of the week, and whoever's upset about it, I don't care. Whoever's in your house upstairs. But uh, – I like the Jets as an upset this week. I think they have a chance to outright win, so I'm definitely taking the points. I agree with you there. I'm I'm taking the Jets' money line as well. That will be a Me nice too. little payday. Um, Bengals versus Saints. Saints are getting one and a half points. And whoever's giving them those one and a half know what's going on because they're about to get smoked. You think the Bengals, this is their... Okay, we're done with this bullshit party. If T. Higgins is back, yes. If T. Higgins isn't back, then mm, Saints got a chance. One and a half is about right. But if T. Higgins is back, this week is smoke town for those boys. I like it. I yeah, I like the Bengals covering the one and a half, but because Dalton is definitely coming back to earth, and ain't nobody letting Trey Chasing Hill do that again. <laughs> Four touchdowns. What? <laughs> Uh, that's why it's a gimmick. It works like four times a year. You know what I mean? Yes. Somebody won a fantasy game. That is bullshit. You know that? Hey, like that won some other fantasy league game this week. I Putting bet. Taysom Hill in that wide, uh, tight end, and he goes crazy like that. All right. So moving to Ravens versus Giants. Surprising Giants are getting six points versus the Ravens at home. Who do you like in this <laughs> yeah, who, Who's... What? Oh, oh yeah, they deserve to get the six point. I thought they were underdogs. Okay, yeah, no, they, I mean, um, favorite. No, they deserve six points. Lamar's coming to to see those people. 
and he's gonna go ahead and take care of that business. You think they're gonna wax him? Yeah. Oh, see, I think it's gonna be closer, uncomfortably close for Ravens fans. No, I think they're gonna get whacked. I think everybody's giving them credit for this Green Bay win when Green Bay is really just not that good. No, I'm not giving them credit for the Green Bay win. I'm giving them credit for being like a grinded out win at all costs. Like we don't like we give the ball to Saquon. Other than that, we just need to fucking do a you know fuck their thing up. And it's worked enough so far to where they just may be able to disrupt the Ravens to where they make it a close, you know, grindy 17-20 game. I don't know. I just see that that could happen. Yeah. One of the things the Giants are great at is sitting on the ball on offense so that they don't give it to the other offense. Like, they know their weaknesses. Yeah, but the Ravens' weakness is the passing game, and their quarterback is Daniel Jones. That's true. Therein lies the problem. That is true. All right. So, well, I'm yeah. I'm still taking the Giants plus six, but I hope Lamar Jackson has seventy eight thousand fantasy points. I hope you don't put it on a parlay. I won't. Okay, so moving on to what most people think is going to be the most exciting game of the week. The Bills versus Chiefs. The Bills are favored by three points. How do you feel about that? Give me the Bills, and I'm going to take them covering the three. I agree. I agree. They always win the regular season game. If this was a playoff game, I would take the Chiefs. Got you. I like that. I like that. Uh, And then we have Cowboys-Eagles. Eagles Eagles are favored by six. That's obviously fair. What, it's obviously fair. Yeah, because Cooper Rush, go, they think Cooper Rush is start. If Dak was the starting quarterback, there's no way the line would be six. Okay. And that's first. So what do you Second think it all, would be if Dak I don't is... give a shit what the line is. Yeah, 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 We're going to spank their ass on Sunday night. <laughs> spank their ass. You hear me? My defense is no joke. Ass whooping coming. Sorry to get so hyped up. No, right? good. I yeah. like it. You're supposed to be enthusiastic. We need to know what you like. Uh, all right. I mean... I don't ever like the Eagles minus six, to be honest. So, yeah, I'm taking the points. I'm not taking the Cowboys, <laughs> but I'm taking the points. You know what I'm saying? Same without saying. You should take the Cowboys. You should go ahead and double up. Money line them too. No, because I always do that. I always fucking do that. And then it's like I have a good day. And then come Sunday night football, I'm like, I can't miss. Bang. And then give it all back. Listen, bro. Money line. I parlay my points. parlays, man. Get you, get yourself paid, bro. We'll see. We'll see. All right. So, quick fancy football update. Uh, did you win this week? Did I win this week? Don't, don't ask those like type of rhetorical questions. Shit. Don't, don't don't ask those type of rhetorical questions. Sir. Did you win this week? No, not. I lost <laughs> in our league. I got my first loss. It's one hundred percent my fault. <laughs> I messed with my lineup too much, and I swapped out two of my receivers. I picked up one guy and put him in, and another guy who starts every week, I took them both out, and I put in uh, – I took out St. Brown because he was – like, he wasn't supposed to be in all week. And then – so I picked up Josh Reynolds, his uh, another receiver on the Lions, had him in my lineup, and then it was like – all of a sudden, it was like, oh, St. Brown's coming back. And I'm like, did he do like a Paul Pierce thing? And here was the thing. This week, I blame it on myself because ultimately it's my decision. I read into 
the little recaps a little bit too much of like the forecast, which I normally don't do. I just look for the injury status. And I just had extra time to kill this week in my car doing something. So I started reading the fearless forecast or whatever. And it got in my head like, he is a must start if he's playing. And I'm like, yeah, he has been good. So I undid that. And then I had, I thought Jacksonville was going to just crush. So I put in Christian Kirk over Cortland Sutton. And that didn't happen. So had I played my normal lineup that I was going to play, I'd have won. But that's the part of fantasy football is accepting losses that you did. I did this. Not my players. I did. They they performed well enough to win, and I mismanaged. But like Tim Tebow said, no one will work harder. We will go undefeated. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> but I won my other two. So on the year, I'm 13-2 and two in fantasy. So I'm doing okay. I'm still in first place. Bye, game. I'm still I'm still gonna win everything. Bye, game. And you're projected to lose this week. You're probably gonna lose. I'm not so, projected to lose. I'm probably you probably are. I'm not. I'm projected to win by twenty points or something like that. Which I'm not. I, I just gotta do my. I have my players. I don't care about projections. That was that what got me in this trouble in the first place. Is this forecasting. Fuck your forecasting. I outperform your projections every week except for last week. Thank you very much. So, I'm going to stick to what I know how to do. My combos. And I'm going to dominate. Okay? I'm sick of this you pussy footing around. You're not, not going to dominate shit. You ain't going to dominate shit. Already been shit. dominating. Remember you're not allowed to talk oh. to me about this until you beat me? Just remember that. I don't care. Hey, that being said. just take the lead without beating you? Did you get excited now that Blacklist is back on Netflix? Yes, I did, but I couldn't get excited this week because I'm dealing with another death, bro. And it's a weird one that I'm probably not going to talk about much on here, but you usually you don't. To, I mean, yeah, but, uh, yeah, man, this, this, it was different. So, but yeah. All right. Well, we'll address that off the air. Sorry for your loss. Yeah, man. So, so that being said, you gonna watch Blacklist? You absolutely. What type of question is that? Is the is the sky blue? Uh, what season is it on anyway? Story. Is it is it the it's current season, season that just finished goes on Netflix or is it like last year's? Yes. No, it's the current season that just finished goes on Netflix. But and don't you watch that live? Don't you record those? No. Oh, okay. Yeah, you stopped recording like them because now four. they go on Netflix. Yeah. Got it. And okay. I like Netflix with no commercials and not having to fast forward. Like, they yeah. cut the commercials for you. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. You could just blow through four of them when you're laying in bed and then go to sleep and then, hey, you're a quarter of the way through the season. I get that. Are you going to watch any yes. Halloween movies? No. Do you have a Halloween movie favorite at all or any kind of anything like that? Not really a Halloween fan. Tales from the Hood. Candy. Nothing. Yeah, I never wanted to really dress up or be like somebody else. I don't know. It's kind of... Leprechaun in the Hood. You but never want... saw that classic? <laughs> that trash movie. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's that's pretty trash. Hey, all the Leprechaun movies are trash. That's why they're amazing. <laughs> it's a so bad it's good situation. All right, fine. So bad it's good. Yeah. That's what I, you think? Uh... Yeah. That's your favorite Halloween movie? No. 
No, not even <laughs> close. I just, it's one of those silly ones that you're just like, look at this piece of shit. And you can't stop laughing while you're watching a scary movie. That's fun. <laughs> I didn't, I had been watching, I did start watching a couple of things. I don't know why, but it just kind of was like, the other night I just wanted to watch something kind of casual. So something I've seen before usually fits well in that category. And so Rush is on Netflix, the Nicky Lauda Formula One racing film with uh, Thor. He's not Nicky Lauda. He's the other guy. But uh, it's a really good movie. It's like it's a long one. It's like two hours and 12 minutes or something like that. Um, but it's a good watch. So I watched like the first hour of that. And I'll crush the last hour of that at some point this week when I'm just trying to like fade off to bed. But it's an exciting movie at the same time. So... Uh, I highly recommend Rush if you haven't seen it. It's probably like 10 years old. And then, I'm like 80% of the way through this, I started watching The Redeem Team. Little documentary thing on Netflix. Yeah, I finished that already. What did you, how'd you feel about that? That's, you know, when we say like, hey, you watch and stuff, you could be like, hey, I saw that Redeem Team thing though. That's always an option. But how'd you feel about it? It was it wasn't that good to me. Yeah, it was, it was basically okay. like this was Kobe's team, right? Right. Okay. <laughs> like that was all it was gonna be in the first place. Which is, you know, as a Kobe fan, I'm like, yeah, I'll watch this thing. It was kind of weird how they bounced around though, man. It was like they looked like they were gonna lead into something and would spend like five minutes on it and then just completely drop it. And you're like, is that gonna be relevant yeah. later? And they're like, nope. Just that's what we wanted to show you, and you're like, okay. There was a lot of that in there, you know. Like yes. half of it was just like for no reason. It could have been yeah, 45 was, minutes and solid. You know what I mean? It, it could have been a lot better. It could have been done a lot better. Yeah, but I will say the best part of it is Mello, Carmelo Anthony's interview. Like he's the best. I just got through the part where uh, Dwayne Wade was coming back from injury and trying out for the <laughs> Olympic team. And he's like, and then this dude shows up in a number nine and bald head. And we're like, oh, shit. Where the fuck you come from? <laughs> it's just like, he's the best. <laughs> Everybody's waking up to go work out with Kobe. And he's like, I don't wake up at 430 for nobody. It's like, he is the best. Because he's just like, yeah, this is what it was. This is what it is. Isn't that why we're here? You want to know about this? Like, he's just the absolute fucking best. Which I hated no, him on the court because he'd never played fucking defense. But <laughs> <laughs> he never played defense and would always beat the Lakers. And that's a bad combo for me. You know what I mean? It was like I never liked Ron Artest, but I respected the piss out of him because he always played hard D. <laughs> You like hard D, huh? Oh, you know me, hard D. I am a girly man, we've decided. <laughs> but basically, the Redeem Team story is just like, Kobe's a hustler, you know, he got us all in the mentality of being a hustler, blah, blah, blah. So, to round out this week's episode, I wanted to know who your top five hustlers were. Hustlers like, get money hustlers? Like, oh, in any sense of the word... Oh, like basketball hustlers. In any sense of the word, who do you think are, who are your top, top five, five hustlers? hustlers? All time. I'm keeping it in the streets. Forget them basketball hustlers. All right. Top five hustlers of all time. Griselda Blanco. 
you know, she got that money, man. So I'm talking about shout out to you, Gazelda. I'm saying Pablo Escobar. Okay. <laughs> Hustler. Getting money. You know, man. That's what I'm saying. Then we got my man P. Diddy. Ugh. From the streets to exec, hustling everybody, ripping folks off. That's what that's what hustling is in a sense, man. You gotta be able to hustle somebody, get over all of it in a sense. Sorry to say, but that's kind of what the game that's what the game is, man. That's true. <laughs> no, that's true. So you gotta have a hustle. He's still man. such a bitch though. He is such a bitch. <laughs> why you think why you gonna call my man a B word, Come bro? On. He ain't never did nothing. He ain't never did The P is for pussy, man. by the way. He's just, oh. he's such a bitch. Name me one good Puff Daddy rap. None, because he doesn't write raps. He writes checks. You ain't hear that? Exactly. You ain't, you ain't hear that line? I don't write rhymes. I write checks. Well, then the why does he two. keep trying to rhyme all the time for the last 30 goddamn years? Because <laughs> he, he got enough money to do so, bro. When yeah, you're rich, exactly. you do the hell you want. Number two, Hustler. Cardi B, bro. Okay. Cardi B went from a second fiddle girl on some VH1 like basketball wife show to like the number one seller artist in her genre in the world. Shout out to you, Cardi B. Like for real, we know your real name because you was on TV under your real name, and now we only know you as Cardi B. Shout out to you. That's the definition of a hustler. My number one hustler of all time. I am from the Alexandria, Virginia, Washington, DC area. So shout out to Rayful Edmonds, even though you probably a rat by this point, it's for what they say about you in the streets. Your hustle game is well noted in this area and you are absolutely respected. So that is my top five hustlers of all, all right. time. Um, well, me, mine is much different than yours, money. obviously. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree with some of those. And I agree with the sentiment too, for sure. So, my top five, in no particular order, just people I have affection for. Uh, Kobe. Kobe's a hustler. Jay-Z. I appreciate the fact that he taught people how to be a hustler by giving them the blueprint. So, I appreciate that, sir. (laughs) That's a good hustler. Hustler. Paul Newman. The ultimate hustler. Paul Newman is the man. One of my favorite actors of all time. The Rock. Not one of my favorite people, but you cannot deny that man is always fucking doing something. He just is. Whether it be steroids or TV shows, The Rock is constantly doing something. He's always hustling. Good for you, buddy. Oh, my bad. My my earphones went out, so I ain't hear none of that. That's okay. But I was being. But a thank leader. you for making me have to clip this part out, probably instead of just letting me keep rolling. Uh, Larry Flint, we'll work on your production skills later. Now I'm going to leave it in to call you out. But now I'm mad that I didn't hear who your top five hustlers were. Kobe, Jay Z, Paul Newman, The Rock, and Larry Flint. I lip read The Rock. Shout oh, out to okay. Larry Flint, though. Larry Flint. He is Hustler. Or was. Shout out to him. And honorable mentions. Guy Fieri. 
the Cardi B of the trashy white community. He just wanted to be on TV and knew how to cook, and that dude has empire upon empire upon empire. Shout out to Guy Fieri, man. And another honorable mention, the Hustler jacket, as in Larry Flint's Hustler, that I bought on a youth church trip. When I was supposedly one of the leaders, I was like, yeah, but that's a good jacket. I don't care if we're with the kids. I'm going to go buy that jacket. And then I wore it for the rest of the youth church (laughs) vacation. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. You're a wild boy for that, my guy. (laughs) Ah, Speaking of wild boys, we are going to give you a fun playlist this week. It's going to be, how do you even say this, by the way? Ex Extension. X extension. Thank you. Because I was like, you could pronounce this like 17 different ways, so I'm not going to guess. So it's going to be X extension. Let's try that again. X extension and cheap trick. And then we're going to make sure that Maggie gets whatever she's getting upstairs. Uh, thank you for hanging on for this long. And thank you for listening to Maggie go crazy because she loves the Black Irish podcast, much as you do if you hung on this long. Do us a favor. Give us a click of some kind on whatever platform you're hearing this or watching this on. You're watching on YouTube, duh. Uh, but yeah, give us a click of some kind. It's appreciated. Until next time, follow us on Instagram. I'm at Brendala7. Mike is at Black Irish213. We are at Black Irish Pod. And I'm going to get that noise out of here. So I love you guys. Love you, Mike. <laughs> Talk to you later. Peace. Peace, man. Love you.